Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one hearty page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Nadarim 77, we come face-to-face, head-to-head, toe-to-toe, with one of the most kind of maddening emotions in the entire human repertoire. Have a listen. The Gemara raises a difficulty with this ruling. Can a judge dissolve a vow while standing? But it is taught in the Baraita that Rabban Gamliel alighted from a donkey and wrapped himself in his shawl in the customary manner of a judge and sat and dissolved a man's vow for him. If one can dissolve a vow while standing, why did he sit? The Gemara explains, Rabban Gamliel holds that one must broach the solution based on regret. In other words, a halachic authority does not dissolve vows directly, but must prompt the one who took the vow to concede that he regrets having taken the vow in the first place. We required that the vow be uprooted and he needed to examine the case, therefore he sat down. What a beautiful insight into the human psyche to say, it's not just up to the judge to say, okay, vow dissolved. It's up to us to admit that we kind of messed up when we took the vow to begin with. It's kind of us to grapple with the two most stinging words in the English language, what if. It struck me that this sentiment of regret isn't just something that we all feel on a very personal level. It's also something that resonates or sort of permeates every single conversation that we have about growth and opportunity, because no sooner do you start talking about some new trillion-dollar company than you tell a story of some poor schmo who could have invested back when the going was good, chose not to, and now lived to regret it. We do this all the time, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show my good friend, the startup rabbi, Rabbeinu Gabi Weinberg. Hello. Hello, Liel. Happy day. How are you? I am very well, but let me tell you, uh, I have a lot to feel regretful about because I basically did not invest in anything. Uh, I've been offered a lot of basic great opportunities for companies that are now household names. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And it seems to me like I'm not the only poor schmo, right? It seems to me like when we talk about these rags to riches, you know, zero to billion startup stories, we very frequently tell these stories of regret. Am, am I wrong? I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think it's one of the best parts of so many startup stories where somebody famous or infamous or somebody you've never heard of just misses the boat on an opportunity. A friend of mine once told me a story about somebody he knew who was in a bar with none other than Mark Zuckerberg on the Harvard campus. The man was not an investor, but was pitched something called the Facebook and turned it down. So, you know, you wouldn't want to be that guy. So Zuckerberg said, hey, man, $500 and you get 30%. Yeah, I don't know the terms, but I am sure it would have been worth something uh, at, this, at this point, even with the, uh, the great sell-off of 2022. It's certainly a big regret many people have. And I think what's even more interesting is you do a quick Google search and you see every big investor has a miss that she or he made. You have Mark Cuban regretting not investing in Uber when he had the chance. You have the famous Susie Orman who says she bought Amazon in 97 because she liked the name and then sold her shares because 
it was doing pretty well, and she was happy with her win only a couple of years later. So you are in good company, Liel, if you have either turned down great opportunities or also made uh, mistakes of selling too early, some might say. So, so this is my, my great big question to you. It strikes me that when we tell these stories, we don't do it in a sort of schadenfreude type of way, like, ha ha, you could have been a billionaire and you're too stupid for your own good. It strikes me that we do it really in a very Talmudic sense, or at least in the spirit of today's stuff, of saying, hey, the regret is a very real sort of emotional driver. It is really something that helps us not just feel you know, a sense of, of bitterness or sourness to keep with, with the flavor uh, profile, but rather to search within ourselves and learn from this so that when the next opportunity arises, we would not be so quick to act hastily. I would tend to agree with that as well. With the challenge, I think, that emerges is you have to get up again, right? You don't know immediately when you make those decisions that you have harata, this regret about. You don't know what those decisions are going to be. Every morning you wake up, you decide to buy that stock, sell that stock, go for a run, not go for a run, take that meeting, don't take that meeting. You could fill in the blanks of tens of different types of things you could do that you will regret for not doing. So I think life on a whole, it's like the 80-20 rule. You get 80% of your upside from 20% of your, of your moves. So you got to make sure that those 20% of the moves are really good moves because most of them won't actually be super high yielding actions. So give us, uh, leave us more wearing your rabbinic yarmulke and less wearing your startup yarmulke. Give us a good kind of, a good kind of just taste of teaching of how it is that we should handle the regret that we feel. Should we linger with it? Should we let it go immediately? Should we hang it as a post-it on our wall and look at it every now and then? What, what should we do? Guide us. So I, I think you're, you're kind of setting me up kindly with the last three lines from that passage that you picked. Because, of course, in the most Talmudic fashion, there's a disagreement that, on the one hand, you have Rabban Gamliel who says you must begin your uprooting of a vow based on regret. But Rev Nachman, his argument mate, says... You do not need that. You do not need to have regret as a piece of your uh, the way that you go about your uprooting of, of vows. And I think, well, I appreciate you letting me put on my rabbinic yarmulke. I think that, that thinking in that, that balance, in the, in the most Talmudic way of sometimes you need to sit and do the post-evaluation of your own decisions. Why did I do? Why did I not do? And really figure out what is the root of that regret. It's also important to spend the effort and energy in moving on and distancing yourself for two reasons. One, the distance, the not putting the distance puts you into an analysis paralysis, which has deleterious effects on your own life, while simultaneously, maybe when you have more distance, your regret can be more more valuable. It actually will teach you something. If you look at every decision and lament each time you make a move, you actually won't be able to to move forward. And I think that's the the opportunity that this piece of Talmud provides us. And uh, going into this, into 2023, as you know, we look into, it's probably too late to wish anybody a happy new year, but we think through our challenges and our decision-making, being conscious of that balance, I think will, uh, will do us all quite well. Rabbi Gabby Weinberg, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Liel. Have a wonderful day.
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmuccia, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.